Hey, hey, hey. You're listening to the Live with Audacity podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Stewart. Audacity is defined as intrepid boldness or a disregard for normal constraints. And that's exactly what we have here. Women across the globe are waking up in their 30s and 40s sick of the status quo. Bored, overwhelmed, frustrated, and trapped. We've done everything society told us would bring us happiness, and yet we're still unfulfilled. And we're ready to burn it all down to find the freedom we long for. With unbridled authenticity and feral audacity, we're cultivating lives we can't wait to wake up to each day. Are you ready to get the hell out of society's box and into a frick yeah life? Then baby, hold on to your butts, drink your water, and get your beauty rest because it's time to live with audacity. excited to be back to talk to you about self-trust today. Um, Today we're going to be going over what is self-trust and how do we cultivate it. Okay, so what is self-trust? Self-trust is um, your intuition, knowing yourself, knowing that you are your own best expert and relying on that guide inside of you to help you make the right decisions, the right connections, etc. Okay, so it's an inside job. But what's the difference between self trust and self confidence? I'm so glad you asked. I'm happy to tell you. So self confidence is a feeling of trust in your abilities, qualities and judgment. Okay, so this is how we appear to the outside world. And self-trust is how we appear to ourself. So self-trust is thinking about how we view ourselves. And self-confidence is how the outside world perceives us or how we perceive the outside world to perceive us. Does that make sense? Um, Okay, so let's dive into self-trust and how we can cultivate that. Um, So number one reason that you do not currently possess self-trust is because you have been abandoning yourself um, pretty since pretty early on. Okay, so when we are babies and young children, we um, are already being conditioned, right? And as children, we are not thinking about um, anything, really, we're just playing and and we innately have self-trust and self-confidence. But the older that we get, the more judgment we uh, receive from the outside world. And, you know, it's about behavior. It's about um, how we're dressed, how we are clean, how we clean our room, how we do homework, how we um, accomplish tasks at school or get along with people at school or um, the how we read and how we learn and all of those things, right? So we start to be conditioned to start judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to other people. And that's when we really start to falter on our self-trust. We start to question our self-trust, okay? Um, is we start to we just abandon everything that we you know, we're born with, um, and we start listening to the outside world about how we should be who we are supposed to be, etc. 
Um, so let's talk about a few ways that we can start cultivating that self-trust again, okay? So the first thing is um, setting boundaries. Now, boundaries is a really, really, really large word to mean a lot of different can be applied to a lot of different scenarios, okay? And so I'm going to give you an example, but know that the term boundaries can be applied to um, a very wide array of experiences and circumstances. Okay, so let's say you are recording a podcast episode and you have told your kids, hey, I'm recording a podcast episode. Do not bother me right now. I will be out in about 30 minutes. Um, and then you go in to record your podcast episode and there's a knock at the door and you have to stop what you're doing and answer the door. Um, or they come in and they're trying to mouth to you while you're talking and thinking at the same time. And you're like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> this has never happened to me. Can you tell? <laughs> um, the boundary here would be maybe to lock the door. Um, also maybe to put a sign on the door that says, recording, do not knock, um, things like that. And how does that create self-trust? Well, you have just set a boundary with your family. Um, and then you've showed yourself that this is really important to you. And you're willing to do what it takes to get it done, rather than letting other people get in your way and essentially martyr yourself for their pleasure, right? Um, and so then you've taught yourself like, hey, if something is really important to me, I'm willing to go the distance and put in the um, safeguards so that I can get the thing done that I want to do. So that's number one. Number two is if you are in a situation where you are receiving feedback or questions or you're in conflict, give yourself a moment or 10 to react to the situation. Um, because I know for for me, um, a lot of times it takes me a few moments to process exactly what I'm hearing. Um, and then to develop an idea of how I how I feel about it and how I want to react. So giving myself that space to be able to do that and say, you know what, give me a minute. And let me see how I feel about this. And it's amazing how we can take that minute and, you know, kind of go through all of those emotions really quickly to say, you know what, actually, I'm not mad about this. Or, you know what, this thing really does upset me. Um, I'm, I'm really not a fan. <laughs> Giving yourself that space to um, just really tap into into what you're feeling and listen to yourself. So that's number two. Okay, so number three is to take quiet time to cultivate that um, that inner dialogue, right? Um, we are distracted all of the time. Um, I know a lot of us sit in front of the TV while we watch TikTok at the same time. That's insane, right? <laughs> we are crazy down. Um, so if you can take some time to, um, you know, drive to work with the radio off and not talking to a friend on Marco Polo or, um, you know, listening to a podcast, or you can um, take a shower without listening to an audible book or, you know, um, TikToks. <laughs> if you can 
uh, take some time to meditate, which is so, so good for our brains and um, giving ourselves the opportunity to listen to the dialogue within us. Um, And then also another easy way to cultivate that is to take social media breaks. Um, I know a lot of times within the coaching industry, we are connected to other people who are also in the coaching industry or copywriters or um, OBMs or something like that. And so we're inundated all the time with content. Um, And so unfollowing or just taking a social media break can really help us cultivate that self-trust through being able to actually hear our own voice again. Um, So I would highly, highly recommend that. That is probably my favorite tip on this entire list. Um, And number four is taking time to feel your feelings, right? A lot of times we either don't have time to feel them or we are just not in a space where it's really opportune to do so. Um, So taking that time to either journal, um, talk out loud to a friend. I know a lot of verbal processing I know verbal processing is very beneficial to a lot of people. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, But also, you know, my latest thing that I've been doing is rage dancing, right? Um, I'll put on a song that brings out feelings of triumph or um, accomplishment or just pissed offness and I will rage dance to it and it makes me feel so much better and it gets a lot of my anxiety up and out of my body um you I you have probably seen some of these TikToks where it's like if you're feeling like this do this um I know one of the things is like if you're feeling anxious or mad or angry um to shake just shake your body out if you're feeling kind of low or melancholy, you can do some real light movement with your arms and your hips um, and just letting those emotions move through you in any way that is beneficial to you or that you enjoy. Definitely do that. So that's number four. Number five. Oh, I love this one. Okay. So if you are stuck between two decisions or you are just trying to decide what direction to go in, I love doing this. I'll put my hand over my heart and a hand on my belly um, and I'll take a couple of deep breaths and then I will imagine choosing each of the decisions. Um, I use this for literally everything. I can do this even for like, what am I going to have for lunch? Um Am I going to have Chick-fil-A or am I going to have Whataburger? <laughs> I will literally ask my body, what do you want? And and like I said, I can put my hand over my heart and my hand on my belly and just ask like, okay, what am I excited about? What feels good? Which one can I imagine being happier choosing? Um, and, you know, sometimes my mouth will water and I'm like, oh, that's the thing. Um, and then outside of things like food... Um, I can imagine, you know, choosing this or choosing that and one always feels lighter and happier and healthier for me. Um, And so those are the that's, that's the option I choose. Um, Another way to do this is 
to pick an activity that you think would be fun and then go and do that activity. Um, Right now, the thing on my list is I want to try pole dancing. I've never done that before. I think it would be so much fun. Um, You know, I love dance and I just think it's it's would be something that I would really enjoy. So I'm going to do it. Um, And then I'm going to ask myself like, hey, was that fun for me? And then I can find out by asking myself the right questions, like, was I able to trust myself that I was choosing the thing that I wanted to do and wanted to spend my time and energy and effort on exploring? And I think that's a really fun way to um, start to learn to to trust yourself, right? Um, Number six is cultivating an abundance mindset. That is can be really, really difficult to do. But um, something that I um, can relate this to is there are times when I will, I can obviously see that I'm living in a scarcity mindset at the time. Um, And one of those examples is if we make dessert, um, let's just say right now we have brownies sitting on our counter. Um, if the kids are like, I want a brownie, I want a brownie, I want a brownie. I'm like, oh my God, I, I want a brownie too, because when I'm in the mood for the brownie, they're going to be gone. And so I'm living in that scarcity mindset space of like, oh my God, I have to eat the brownies right now. Otherwise I'm not going to get one. Well, that's silly. I'm an adult. I can go buy another box of brownie mix and make them, or I can go to Chick-fil-A and buy a brownie if I'm that desperate for damn brownie. Um, so that happens to me a lot, actually, that happens to me a lot with food. Um, and I'm just now exploring that. Uh, one of the things that brought this about for me was um, when we were on vacation last, oh my gosh, not last, was it last summer? It was a summer before that. Oh my Lord, this couple of years have been going by so fast. Um, we were in on a vacation to Punta Cana and we were, uh, they had a breakfast buffet every single morning. Well, they had a buffet, breakfast, lunch and dinner, but we happened to be at the breakfast buffet and we were talking about like, how crazy is it that they just put all of this food out and people just eat what they want and then they're done with it rather than hoarding it and being like, oh my God, there might not be food because you know the next time you come for lunch, there's going to be another buffet full of food and you'll be fine and you'll get fed and yada yada. But when we perceive it as this is the only opportunity we're going to get for this, then we we feel like we should take more, right? Um, another example is we leave our dog's food out all day and this is not, this is not, puppy parenting advice at all. This is just what we do. Okay, so don't take this the wrong way. Um, But we leave our dog's food out all day. And the dogs graze and they eat a little bit and they stop and then they eat a little bit and they stop and whatnot. But if we were to put it down once or twice a day, it would be like, oh my God, we got to eat it all up because it's going to be gone and we're not going to get any more for a while, right? So, um, So that's what works for our dogs. And I want to cultivate that in my own life of it's okay, I'm going to take what I need. I don't need more than that. I'm going to um, eat what I want and eat what I need. And then when I'm ready for more food, there will always be more food, there will always be um, more money, I don't have to hoard money. I obviously saving is ideal because we need to save for rainy days and 
down economies and things like that. But the overall message is that um, the more we hoard, the more we're living in a scarcity mindset, right? And so that goes for literally anything, food, love, attention, um, anything, anything. So I really, really love that one too. Um, Okay, what number are we even on right now? I think we're on number seven. (laughs) Okay, so number seven is giving yourself grace for mistakes. I have a girlfriend and I love her so dearly, but she... The slightest, teeniest, tiniest mistake, she will beat herself up about four days. And it's like, bro, we are all human. Everybody, literally everybody makes mistakes. Um, And we just, that's how we learn. If you were to be perfect and, and never make a mistake ever, you would never be learning anything. So like, it's okay. You're gonna live. No one's gonna murder you. No one's gonna fire you or whatever like everybody makes mistakes just own your mistake and in and say like oops I I made a mistake and now I've learned from that and I know that that won't happen again um, because I've learned from it if you don't ever make the mistake how will you ever know a better way to do something right it's not even just like the right way to do things it's learning a better way to do things so a lot of times our mistakes aren't even really mistakes they're literally just learning opportunities. Okay, so I think we're on number eight, ask for help when you are overwhelmed. So this is interesting, because we're working on cultivating trust within ourselves, right? And so to do that, a lot of times we have to not ask for advice and help from others, we have to learn to go inside and ask ourselves what we need and trust that. However, there are other times when we are overwhelmed, and overbooked, and we need to ask for help. And we have to um, trust ourselves to know when it is that we need help and who to ask and what to ask for help with. Um, So I think asking for help when you're overwhelmed is a great way to cultivate that self trust, because then you get into this place where you know what your uh, maximums are, and you can bring help on to to help you uh, prevent from getting to that max stage. Um, And so I want you to know that asking for help is not um, is not a sign of weakness in any way, shape or form. It really truly is a sign of strength and knowing yourself and knowing where you are maxed out and teaching your body that you won't let yourself get to a burned out place because you know when to ask for help. Um, Okay, so number 10, avoid people who don't accept your truth. Um, So a lot of cultivating self trust is based on knowing who you can be open with and honest with. um, Because when we choose the wrong people, then it just solidifies in ourselves that we don't know how to make the right decisions, right? And we don't know who is is good for us and who we can trust. And so then we beat ourselves up about that. So knowing who you can be open and honest with and then and gravitating toward those people um, and avoiding the people who cannot accept your truth. Now, that doesn't mean that you everyone that you share your truth with has to um, acknowledge it and accept it 
for their truth as well. You can have those people in your life that are really good at having those candid open conversations rather than just being dismissive of what your truth is. So definitely find those people and gravitate toward them. And the last one I want to talk about is the biggest one, I think. So I'm going to call this one feed the adult. Let me explain. If you have ever made a deal with yourself (laughs) on Saturday or Sunday in the evening and you're like, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym. Tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to make myself a healthy breakfast. Tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to get dressed for the day. I'm not going to sit around in my jammies all day. And then the alarm goes off and you're like, "Mm, nope, not doing that. Forget it. Not doing it. Not doing it. You are fighting for control. You're fighting for control in your life. And when the alarm goes off and you say, absolutely not, your inner teenager is winning. Okay. As teenagers, our brains are literally created to seek risk um, so that we can learn about the rewards slash consequences that we will incur. Um, So, you know, our parents are there to help us learn and grow and give us the consequences that we need so that we can become productive members of society. So, As teenagers, we probably didn't have a lot of choices, whether we were going to get out of bed, whether we were going to go to church, whether we were going to mow the lawn, whether we were going to do the dishes and and such, right? Our parents were trying to teach us responsibility, um, habits, etc. But now that we're adults, we get to decide if we are doing the thing or we're not doing the thing. And a lot of times we choose, nope, I am an adult. I am not doing the thing. No one, no one, including myself, is going to make me do the things that I don't want to do. So when we wake up in the morning and we turn off the alarm, we're literally throwing a tantrum and we are self-sabotaging. So we get in this vicious cycle of diminishing our self-trust because we set the intention, then our inside teenager throws a hissy fit. And so we say no, and then we oblige. And then we beat ourselves up with guilt and shame. Because we don't trust ourselves to follow through on the commitments that we make to ourselves. So how do we change it? Um, I actually saw this TikTok the other day um, from this guy. And if you have seen it, and you know who it is, please, please send it to me so I can give him proper credit in the show notes because I can't find it anywhere. um, But I will find it and I will do my best to give him credit. However, he made a TikTok that was talking about self love and how we can cultivate self love. And what he said was put think about the person that you love the most, put yourself in their shoes, pretend like you're living in their shoes in their life through their eyes for 24 hours. How would you take care of them? Would you clean their room? Would you eat healthy foods? Would you go to the gym? Would you get a good night of sleep? What would you do to help them because you love them so much and you want the best for them? Now, why don't you do the same things for yourself? Because we have a harder time um, doing that without letting ourselves down, right? And so if you can put yourself in those same shoes for yourself, like how would you take care of yourself um, as 
if you were future you taking care of now you. Um, And so what I would say is number one is reassure yourself that adult you is doing what's best for you and making the right decisions for you because adult you know knows better than teenager you, right? Like we have so much more experience. We know what's good for us. We've done research, you know, and we're not frivolous out here just spending our energy and time doing things that aren't good for us, right? Um, And then also reassure yourself that you are the expert on you. So if you need to say no, because you're you know, need to rest, or you need to say no, because something else needs to take priority at this time, then that's okay. You as an adult will make the right decision and the right call. And so just reassuring yourself of those things. Um, But ultimately, I would say, try it one time. When you set the alarm, and you're like, I'm going to go for a run, I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast, I'm going to what whatever the intention is that you've set for the next day, get up and do it one time, do it one time and see how you feel journal about how you feel. Um, Really enjoy the day of doing that for that one day. And knowing that you don't have to do it the next day. But because you've already done it the one time, you're going to reflect back on that the next morning and be like, wow, I really had the best day yesterday because I did what I was gonna do. I did what I said I was going to do. And I really, you know, felt so good about it. And I and you also boost your confidence because you're sticking to your word and you're building that self trust at the same time. So I would say just give it a shot, do it the one time and see how you feel. And if you hate it, then don't do it again. But you probably won't, right? (laughs) Which is why we set the intention in the first place. Um, So that is it for me today. I hope that this was really helpful for you. And you take these bits of information and you cultivate self trust, so that you can start trusting your intuition and be your own guide to decide what's right for you in your life and start making those commitments and changes. um, So you can really truly build the life that you love. And that is literally built customized to who you are. And with that, I will see you all again next week. Happy healing, friends.